Hi friends, welcome back to the Radiant Ray podcast. This episode is for anyone interested in the world of bikini competition and bodybuilding. I just competed in my first bikini competition this past November and my experience was very interesting. I learned so much. I just wanted to share my story start to finish and talk about what to expect, everything I learned, and maybe if you're thinking about it, where to start. If you want to see what I looked like on stage or want some photo proof, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at underscore radiant underscore ray underscore. This will also be listed in the show notes. I am always free to answer any questions about the competition, prep, exercise in general. Whatever it is, DM me or you can ask your question over email at theradiantraymedia at yahoo.com. I'll see you inside sunshine. Okay, so before I begin, I want to issue kind of like a trigger warning slash disclaimer. I am going to share parts of my workouts and my calories that I was eating just for the sake of being honest. And I want to share it because it's important to me and it's important to be real about what it takes to step on stage and what you physically put yourself through. Here's where I look you dead in the eyes and tell you bodybuilding is a sport. Nonetheless, it is extreme and very specific sport but it's a sport and the calories I was eating had an end date if you will the things I was doing were for the purpose of stage please if you are not stepping on stage and more importantly if you do not have a coach do not use my calories for your own dieting purposes it's not meant for everyday life your body is a machine it deserves the best treatment and this is not for everybody and that's okay everybody is at their own journey Wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. And one of the main things I learned is to not compare where you are to where other people are because comparing your outsides to someone else's insides just does not do you any good. It's not really for everyday use. It is specific for competition's sake. So if you are interested in competing or you have any further questions, please either contact a coach or your doctor. Okay? Okay. So today is going to be a little bit more interesting the way I talk because I don't really have like a plan of what I need to say. I just am simply going to share my story from start to finish and my thoughts. If you have met me in the past um, or just know like following me now, I'm a completely different person than I was like five years ago. So Let me kick it back to high school, actually, where the start of my fitness journey began. So my, I have, I have two siblings and they're very athletic and I've never really been athletic, but because they're athletic and my parents are too, hiking and walking and staying active was a very real part of my life. Except when I was at school or hanging out with my friends, I would overeat times a gazillion and I ended up gaining a lot of weight so I'm 5'3 right now 5'2 5'3 whatever and I haven't grown since like sixth, 6th grade so in high school I was 5'3 as well and I was like almost pushing 200 pounds I think the heaviest I've ever been was like 183 
I right now am 133. So <laughs> imagining myself 50 pounds heavier is insane, but I was extremely overweight and extremely unhealthy. And the summer before my senior year, I decided to join a CrossFit gym and it just kind of got me out of my rut. I learned a lot about inner strength and the components of like moving your body in specific ways, like proper squat form and Olympic lifting. I had great coaches around me that encouraged me and I lost probably about 40 pounds. So at the end of high school, I was upset. I was like a CrossFit nut. You don't even understand. Like I convinced myself I was going to the games. I was like CrossFit queen. I had like journals and like of my workouts and like how I would improve. And I was just constantly at the gym for hours on end. Like I was insane about it. I thought I was going to be the freaking next Hulk smash. I swear, I'm not even kidding. Ask my family. I was obsessed with CrossFit. So I needed to learn. I felt like I needed to learn a little bit more about the exercise component, like metabolism and kind of more personal training things. But I got a full ride scholarship to my community college. And so I enrolled in exercise science. And at that time, I was kind of shifting lives a little bit. College is very stressful and I was working a full-time job and full-time college and I had a full-time boyfriend who is my husband now who is leaving for the Marine Corps so I ended up just kind of slowly fading from CrossFit and it was weird because I had never worked out before CrossFit. It was always like that was the only style of working out I knew. So I ended up gaining a little bit of weight and I have, I still have it a little bit of a fat phobia fear in myself because I was fat. I'm scared to death that I'll be fat again. If you have lost weight before and um, you've shed that weight, I feel like everybody has this kind of thing where they're scared to be fat again. I don't know what it is, but I am like deathly afraid of it. Like, Death doesn't face me. Being fat again, absolutely not. I could cry, you know? It's interesting. I'm working on it, okay? So I went to college, whatever, and I'm taking all these exercise courses that have a bunch of personal trainers in them that are just trying to expand their knowledge. I took a flexibility class, and I took a few, like, um, workout classes and health classes, and... Because my husband was leaving for the Marine Corps at that time, I was like, I need to do something with my time. I need to kick it into high gear and set my sights on a different goal. I So I decided I was going to train for a bikini competition. I had a friend in one of my classes that was doing a bikini competition too. And so she hooked me up with her coach. And now looking back... I like want to give myself a big hug because I feel like that coach really scammed me. <laughs> I didn't prep for a specific show. So what was ending up happening is my coach would give me my calories for the day or the week. And then I would spend two, three hours at the gym just dying, like starving, hangry, disgusting. And then there was just no end to that. And she just constantly kept telling me, hey, when you're done, when you're close enough to like what you should be looking like on stage, we'll find a show 
near you and we'll get you like right on up and after doing a show that's like freaking impossible and if you have a coach that is keeps telling you that freaking quit and hire someone better because they're taking your money and they're scamming you peace and love so I got down to probably a hundred and like 20-ish pounds, 23 pounds, skinny, like skinny, skinny. And I couldn't keep any muscle on. I lost my ass. I lost it. And it was so sad. But then um, I hit a day where I realized that this was not sustainable for me. And I ended up quitting. And because I had not worked on eating habits, because I had not worked on lifestyle and improving my lifestyle I quickly spiraled back into my old self if that makes sense the band-aid was ripped off and the wound was still there so I binged and I gained the weight back in double so I was really struggling at that point if you can imagine losing all this weight and trying to keep it off and working out and learning about working out And basically like being in the realm of fitness and then you gain it all back. It was like total like I'll just forget everything I know. I don't care about it anymore and I'll focus on food. And that's kind of where I am. So I got to the point in 2020 where I was still having a hard time with body image and body dysmorphia. And it really, really bothered me after I moved to Hawaii how I quit in 2018 and I kept comparing myself to that like really unhealthy version I kept comparing my body to that really unhealthy version of myself and so I decided after seeing the same friend that introduced me to the first coach how she moved coaches and went to a different one I reached out to her new coach and I was like hey do you think that you can kind of just help me like get back in shape my brain felt more like a muscle If you don't use it, you lose it 100%. So a lot of the components of what uh, health and fitness and like exercise that were specific, I just needed that quick refresher and to kind of exercise that muscle again. And it felt, I fell right back into it. So um, this is like October of 2020. And after a few months, I realized that I'm going to prove to myself that I'm not a mother freaking failure and I'm going to p- compete in a bikini competition again. My coach was online in Arizona. So I decided to do, I, unlike last time, I'm smarter. I learned from my mistakes. I picked a show that was a year out, November 2021. And I picked it that it was going to be in Arizona. So I would have to fly from Hawaii to Arizona to compete, which would be around like, where my coach was so it was easier to be like that last hard week I would be in person with my coach um I just want to be honest I never did it to be in the realm of bodybuilding I never did it to like actually compete and get my pro card and because I loved it I did it because I knew that it's something I've always thought about and I needed a challenge. I wanted to challenge myself and challenge my body and like change the story that I keep telling myself about the way I'm supposed to look, if that makes sense. 
So October 2020, my coach agrees that he'll help me with my competition. And I start going in on the gym. The best $15 I've ever spent in my entire life is the gym guest pass. Because when I felt unmotivated, I would just bring a friend with me. And they're like excitement for the gym and making it feel like a social setting too was what really got me through the tough weeks. I was eating around 2000 calories when I first started and I worked my way down to about 1500 still cutting with pushing the weights. Now the way that the workouts are in bikini are programmed is you have the same workout every Monday every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday. It's the same thing for weeks. It gets very boring. It is not fun, okay? The workouts are not like different every day and you get to like do fun things and mess around on like the machines and stuff. No, it's like literally it feels like doing homework a little bit. It's very repetitive and extremely mentally fatiguing however I after the competition have realized that that is the secret to the entire process is doing things over and over and over and consistency because after a few weeks of doing the same reps the same sets of hip thrusts my body started to kind of be like oh okay I see what we're doing let's add some weight okay, this is easy now, let's add some weight. And then my muscles and my body started to change and adapt to the demand I was placing on it. So that is something that I will continue, even though it's kind of like boring, it is something that has changed my physique so much. So around March and April, I started bulking and I was working my way up again to around 2,200 calories. Now, I didn't plan my calories myself. I had my coach. He would have, we'd have progress pictures every single Friday on the dot. Uh, I, for like a few months, got really bad about it and I would try, I would like miss it and then have to post on Saturday, but whatever. And he would be like, okay, based off of these factors, based off of what you're eating, let's add some calories. Let's build some muscle. You cannot build if you're not eating. That's something I learned too. So I, at that time, really struggled with eating more because you tend to gain a little bit of everything, a little bit more fat, a little bit more muscle, a little bit more weight. And I just pushed myself. There was no cardio at this time. No cardio. The only thing I did that was so awful that I just cannot, like, I loathe this part of my workout every day to, like, the point where sometimes I would be tearing up thinking about having to do it that day, is at the end of every single freaking workout this entire year, I had to do four sets of 50 box jumps. That's 200 mother freaking box jumps. That's disgusting. Disgusting. It was tedious and awful, but it helped me grow as a person. And some days were good. Some days were bad. It's hard to stay motivated in the gym, but it's so necessary for growth. So I kind of just did this for a year. I'd cut and bulk, cut and bulk, cut and bulk. So then two months out, um, I started to have the calories drop. 
So the weights stayed the same. Obviously, the workouts changed like every three, four months. So they'd be the same movements, similar movements, just in a different order or different reps. I did Bulgarian split squats like so every single week, just different reps or different weight or a different variation of it. So it started around like uh, September, October-ish. And I'd start at 2,000 calories, and then I dropped to 17 or 1,700 calories, and then to 1,500 cal. Oh my gosh, really? 1,500 calories, and then 1,200 calories. And I was drinking pretty much a gallon of water a day, eating the same exact foods. Now, when I say that my food was tracked, I mean it was tracked, like tracked. I had a specific amount of carbs, a specific amount of fat, and a specific amount of protein that I was to eat every day. Now, I could eat anything inside those numbers, but I had to hit those numbers. So a lot of the time, it was lean chicken, rice, and veggies, or um, sometimes I would treat myself and have like avocado. It was just very, like again, very tedious. So around that time when I started dropping, I started adding the cardio. So there's a lot of variables in the in the last two months that are hard. So I'm cutting calories, which means I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm angry. I'm constantly thinking about food, drinking a bunch of water a day, being bored with my workouts. And then I started adding cardio on top of that. So it started with 30 minutes of cardio and then every week or every other week I was going up by 10 minutes until I ended at 50 minutes of cardio a day. An hour of banded squats and glute bridges and an hour to two hours of weights daily. That's a lot of freaking time. That's a time commitment. At that time, I every other weekend, I also had an hour of posing practice with my posing coach over Zoom. A month out, honestly, is the worst time, Okay. I can't remember exactly like when it happened, but my calories dropped to a thousand a day. That is enough calories for a toddler. That is not a lot of calories. And I'm still doing 50 minutes of cardio, an hour of banded squats, an hour to two hour of working out, glute bridges. I'm going on walks. I'm trying to keep my body moving. I'm posing. And even just to walk around the mall or to go for a swim, it was awful. I had no energy ever. Um, I had no energy to even do things I liked during the day besides sit, like sit and work out. That's all I could do to try and maintain. I took melatonin um, probably around like 6 p.m. every single night so that I didn't have to think about eating. I'd wake up and I'd have alarms on my phone of when I could eat so that I wouldn't be eating all my food at the start of the day and then not eating enough by the end of the day. The more calories I burned that day, the harder it would for me to be like functioning as a human because I couldn't refeed myself. I watched, I swear, I watched so many great British Bake Off shows and cooking shows and I obsessed about food. I went to Barnes & Noble and bought all of these cookbooks and planned all of these things I was going to make after my show. Um, one Friday a week, I would have a refeed day, which means I would get a tiny bit more carbs, which is equivalent of one more cup of rice. And 
I think the thing that really kept me sane during that time was being scared I wasn't I wasn't gonna I was gonna be fat on stage that was the scariest thing that thought for me a lot of times I would not be able to sleep or try and sleep because I would be watching on Instagram scrolling through Instagram people that have done shows before what their body looked like where they looked like in their progress pictures two weeks out or four weeks out compared to me I watched countless YouTube videos, listened to podcasts every day. Like I was just doing the best to not have a mental breakdown. So I was doing a natural show. So there's no steroids involved. Um, but I was constantly posing and walking and body checking to the fact where we have a room, we have a mirror, a full length mirror on our downstairs bathroom on the wall in the kitchen, on the wall in the front like living area upstairs in my room in two different places and so everywhere I walked I was constantly body checking and posing and practicing in my heels I'd walk around I took so many videos and it was just a lot on my mind so two weeks out there's no dairy no carb no carbs after 3 p.m only sweet potatoes or rice have the carb sort carbs source um no processed foods i was really eating like just sweet potatoes or rice eggs and shredded chicken with barely any seasoning and then about a little over two weeks out from my show uh no canned food no carbonated drinks no candy no sugar no protein drinks no fruit at that point honestly i didn't feel like it was much of a sacrifice because i had been slowly cutting everything the week of my competition is where I learned the most. I could literally cry thinking about it because when you're doing it, you're so used to being like starved that you don't really realize how much of a sacrifice it is until after. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. Um, the week of my competition, 10 days out, I started taking green tea pills. So what green tea pills do is they help fight, um, they help keep you satiated when you're like really hungry they keep you keep they help keep your metabolism like super smooth and they help kind of cut the excess fat that's left on your body so the goal seven days out is I was supposed to be eating the same amount of food that I have been keeping the same thing but now I start to track water so the goal I I flew to Arizona I'm doing these workouts I was start taking water pills, which would basically flush my system with water and they're supposed to dehydrate you and decrease bloat. But I was supposed to be drinking two gallons of water on the dot for the first few days. And then I would start to lower the water and keep the same amount of water pills so that my body would flush and start to dehydrate. That week was awful. Um... The whole point of doing it is so that you look tight on stage and so that your skin is very taut to your muscles. So when you step on stage, you look like it's easier to see the definition of the muscles you have. That week was awful because after the workouts, I'm dehydrated, I'm starving, I'm tired, I'm dealing with the time difference because I'm now in Arizona and I was like struggling some days to not pass out. Um, Gatorade 
zero was my lifesaver. There was a few workouts where afterwards I threw up. It's just because I was like, at that point, you just have to keep pushing. Um, there was a point where I would just be sitting eating chicken and just I could not wait to be over. It was so surreal. On three occasions, I had thrown up after eating. It was just insane. It was intense and so insane. I don't think I could have done it without my husband there or my coach because they just helped me be like, yeah, okay, this is like, my coach would be like, yeah, okay, this is normal. You're dehydrating. Like you just got to make sure to take care of your body and make sure you're constantly drinking water. Um, and just like being safe about when you're eating your food, like plan your food accordingly. And my husband would just be like, okay, I'll go get you Gatorade. I will go run everywhere. Like go to sleep. I've got this. Uh, so yeah. So then Saturday, my show was on Sunday. Saturday, I drove down to Tucson and I got my first spray tan. So you get tanned and they have like these like egg looking dome things. So you check into your hotel and then you have a spray tan time that you're supposed to set up like in advance and you go in and they have you take all your clothes off and there's a bunch of different, like there's more people than just you in this room. You step into this dome and they spray you and then you get a bag with your number and like um, some show day snacks and a shirt uh, and then you get your tan time for the next morning. And then after you get tanned on your day before, I, because I was doing a natural show, I had to go freaking take a polygraph test, like a, a, like a dead ass polygraph test. That was insane. I was like, why? Okay. Everybody I told, I was like, yeah, I have my polygraph test. They're like, why do you have to take a freaking polygraph test? Like, don't they have a P test? And it's like, no, you take a polygraph test because there's certain steroids that can stay in your system or that can be in effect but not stay in your system through the entirety of prep so they just ask questions like did you take any steroids during prep at all or like were you on any like fat burners during prep at all and then after the polygraph test I went to sleep and I woke up early I did my hair and then I ran to the venue and I got my makeup done and then I got spray tanned again without washing it off and then one thing they don't tell you about bikini, like competing in bikini, is that the spray tan shows water drips on your legs. Like because you haven't washed your spray tan off, if you get water on it at all, it will show the drip. So you have to poke a hole through a Dixie cup or like a coffee cup and you have to pee through it so that it doesn't strain down your like drain down your legs and show the pee marks when you're doing your back pose on stage. That was <laughs> so annoying. And you're taking like water pills too. So you're constantly having to pee. The day of show was interesting because I was expecting to get to stage and there would be all of these people that were absolutely shredded around me. And like, it's very intimidating to go and stand next to a girl who you know has done similar work and has different proportions and you don't know what she's gone through, what she's been eating, if she had, you know, was pushing more weight when you were tired and took an easy day. It's it's a mental thing. 
And I walked backstage and I was very pleasantly surprised. And then I did my prejudgment. So you walk out in a line and a judge calls your poses front to back and you do it like you practiced and then you walk off stage and then you have an individual portion called a T walk and you just plan to go and strut your stuff on stage and it's just all about you. So that's basically like in a nutshell kind of what prepping from start to finish looks like and how stressful it is the week of if it's something that you're thinking of doing I say find a coach it's definitely something that is needs to be monitored because you are so low and because it is so taxing on your body it's important that you have someone that knows what they're doing if you would like the number of my coach he goes online you can dm me I learned so many things. So here's like kind of where I think I am as a person and how I grew from it. The number one thing I learned that I said earlier is that you can't compare your insides to someone else's outsides or vice versa. I spent so many nights scrolling through Instagram looking at people's best on social media I looked at people posting their po like their posing and posting what they looked like a week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, four weeks out. And I did not look like, I knew I did not look like that. You don't know what people are doing if they're using steroids, if they're using fat burners. So you can't, in that point, in the, com- like the competing side of it, you can't compare. But you also can't compare because I want you to know that backstage, when we're not posing, there's stretch marks, there's flabby skin, there's um, extra skin when people were pregnant and now they have like lines around their belly buttons and stretch marks and extra skin. When they're not flexed, some people don't look like they have as much muscle or as less muscle. They look a little bit more soft. Um, when you step on stage, that light is so bright and you're posing so hard that you're showing your best assets. You're showing your best assets. That's the whole point is to compare assets with other people. That's like the entire sport in itself is you're comparing your work, your physique to someone else's physique and work. I was scared that I would get there and I would realize I wasn't good enough compared to all of these people that after all of this year, I would be right that, you know, I'm a failure or I didn't prep hard enough or I'm not looking how I should look. It was a big thing for me. But when I got backstage, everybody was so nice. And I realized like being doing something that's hard is an accomplishment in itself. And you can't compare where you are to where someone else is because you have no idea what they went through at all. And you don't know what is what they did to get to that point. So comparing where you are and who you are to someone else, it doesn't even make sense. It's not even realistic. You have to compare yourself to where you used to be, who you are now to your old self. I stepped off that final like tea walk where I strut my stuff and I was tearing up because 
you do something that's so hard and you challenge yourself in a certain way and you feel like you have to prove yourself to any everybody else that you deserve to be there by the way that you walk, by the way that you do things uh, around like the day of stage. And I just realized like you don't have to prove your body to anybody else. You don't have to prove your worth through your body to anybody else. But what you do have to do is you have to make sure that you're challenging yourself and you're pushing forward with your own fitness journey and not trying to do it for someone else's approval. Because if I were to see myself now, I'm not as thin as I was on stage. I'm not as thin as I was in 2018. However, I'm freaking proud of my body and I'm proud of it and I'm proud of the work that I put into it. And comparing me to who I was a year ago even, night and day, night and day. Something else I learned is that we all, I feel like for me personally, I always train for like these big events like CrossFit or like marathons or like, you know, I don't know, bikini. But I rarely ever train for life. I train, I don't train for life. And that's something that I really want to work on because at the end of the day, the competition ends and you're stuck with the foundation that you've built. And if you're just doing things to have a competition and to say you did something, when that band-aid is ripped off, when that show's over, what is left is what matters. What is left is what matters. So my goal right now is to train for life, to create a schedule where I can be consistent in the gym, where I can be motivated to go to the gym, where I can feel proud of myself, challenge myself in and out of the gym, where I can have an eating schedule that makes me feel good, that makes me feel like I don't have to binge and I don't have to restrict, that makes me feel proud of myself where I'm at in my life. And so if I ever want to add anything on top of that or train for anything in the future and challenge myself, which knowing me, I probably will, the foundation that I will be left with will help me grow and it will help me keep me safe and my body safe and protected from doing all these extreme crazy things. So train for life. That's something that I learned. The third thing is that our bodies are meant to be moved. We're supposed to we're supposed to move and be active. I have had like a lot of knee pains and hip pains and shoulder pains throughout the entire like competitive side, but I haven't worked out in the past like 2-3 weeks and that feeling in my body is worse than any kind of like sore muscle or ache because one, it helps your mental health. It helps you kind of get through the day to let off some steam, which is great. Helps you sleep better at night and it helps protect your bones and your muscles and it helps you stay active and brace yourself for life. I think that no matter where you are in your fitness journey, if you feel fat phobic or towards yourself or just like the body dysmorphia to yourself, that that's something that you should focus on as well, a part of your fitness journey. Because that's obviously something that's hindering and holding you back like it was me. The mental side of fitness is also important. 
because for a while I used gym as therapy, and gym is not therapy. Gym is gym. <laughs> but it helped me realize that there are some things that I need to let off steam for, and there's some things that need to be addressed. And so I found a way to make the gym a coping mechanism for the things I was working on. Does that make sense? I used my 50 minutes on the Stairmaster to read a book, to look and look inward and have some self-improvement. And honestly, I changed into, I blossomed into a different person using the gym as an excuse to celebrate me, using it as an excuse to work on life and not using it as an escape or using it as a punishment. I just feel like so grateful for the opportunity that I had to compete and financially I just want everybody to be clear if you are thinking of doing a competition go for it 100% I hear, hear things all the time like when I was doing it like oh it's not something you should do for like a bucket list thing or it's not something you should do like it it's like whatever just don't do it for fun because it's a lot of work it is a, a lot of work and you need to go into it knowing it is a lot of work but life is worth challenging yourself and if it's something that you've been thinking about and you want to prove to yourself freaking do it no one can hold you back but you do it go for it just know that <laughs> the bikini is very expensive and you should probably save in advance because it all is extremely expensive and i was not prepared for that side of it. Wherever you are in your fitness journey, wherever you are aiming towards, just be kind with yourself and just know that you're doing great and that you have all of the time in the world to figure it out. You have all of the time in the world to have an extra rest day and that at the end of the day, you're made up of a circle that feeds into each other, mind, body, and spirit. And your circle will always be dysregulated if one of those are missing. Take care of yourself. If you have any other questions um, or you want to see pictures or whatever, I said something wrong or whatever, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I will see you on Wednesday. Bye!